Dr. Julie Slattery had been married 10 years before there was a breakthrough that occurred in her marriage in the area of marital intimacy. We had many years of boredom. And you know, one of the first steps I took was I dedicated three months. Lord, I'm going to pray about this area of my life, and I'm going to learn to enjoy it, and I'm going to learn to pursue it. I got serious about saying, God, you're not okay with where we are. I'm not okay with where we are. I'm going to devote myself to helping change that. This is Family Life Today. Our host is the president of Family Life, Dennis Rainey. I'm Bob Lapine. Could it be that a season of prayer and study could actually bring about a breakthrough in your marital intimacy? We'll talk more about that with Dr. Julie Slattery today. Stay with us. And welcome to Family Life Today. Thanks for joining us. I hope our listeners have been hanging with us here this week as we've been talking about a sensitive subject. But I have to tell you, just in the conversation, there's such a rightness in talking in a healthy, oh, it's healthy. biblical yeah. way about what God created. If there's a radio program on uh, on all of radio, it ought to be a Christian radio program talking about sex from a biblical perspective. And uh, Dr. Julie Slattery has been with us this week. And I just want to tell you, you're doing a great job. Your book is excellent. Uh, 25 questions you're afraid to ask about love, sex, and intimacy. And I'm I, Julie, welcome back to the broadcast, first of all. But I just want to ask you, you've been married since 1994. You have three sons. What's the most important lesson you personally have learned about love, sex, and intimacy? that this is spiritual terrain. It's not just a matter of good parenting or having a happy marriage, that sexuality represents a very intense spiritual battle. And when I learned that, it was a total game changer in how I approached this in my marriage and parenting. So in essence, you're saying, who are you listening to? Yeah, yeah. Are you listening to the Bible? And God's perspective of sex? Because that's, that's really the only place you're going to find it is in the Bible, or are you listening, watching, and feeding from what the world is? Yeah, when, when you're standing at the supermarket checkout line and Cosmo is there, what they're advertising on the front cover is not, here's how to think biblically about sexuality, right? No. no. They're kind of compartmentalizing it to a purely biological activity that you can disassociate from every other aspect of your life. When people think that way, what happens to their sexuality? Well, and I think a lot of Christians do think that way. They think that sexuality is compartmentalized. And what happens is you never realize that Jesus needs to be Lord of that area of your life too. And in 1 Corinthians 6, it talks about the sexual and the spiritual and the relational all being intertwined, that you can't make a sexual choice that isn't also spiritual. And when you start to understand that, that this is a major battle, and if I'm not careful with even the little choices I make, I can be contributing to the evil I hate. Boy, when you get that, it changes. You know, for example, we all hate sex trafficking and sexual exploitation. We hate it. We wish it would go away. But we don't realize that our choices, for example, to look at pornography feeds into sexual exploitation and trafficking, that we have a part to play in that, or just even a cavalier attitude about casual sex and you can hook up with whoever you want, you're contributing to the enemy's design on tarnishing sexuality. 
that's really convicting, and it changes the way we pray, and it changes the way we act. And I want to take a step back and just address the couple who are listening to our broadcast where sex has become boring. Mm -hmm. The romance is kind of out the window. It's a routine. It's a duty. It has lost its zest. And, uh, well, whether a man or a woman, it can just be something you just have to do or neglect to do. Yeah, so let's say somebody comes to you and says, okay, here's our deal. couple in their 30s. They got three kids. Both of them have full-time jobs. And they would say, you know, um, I guess for the last year, maybe once or twice a month, Mm -hmm. we'll have sex. And it's okay. But it kind of feels more like a chore. But I'm honestly, I'm really okay if we just kind of let it phase out of our marriage. There are people thinking like that, aren't there? There are. Absolutely. And I would say, first of all, you're normal. That those are normal seasons of marriage. But second of all, you might be okay with letting it fade away, but God's not okay with letting it fade away. And we know that because in 1 Corinthians 7, one of the few very specific pieces of marriage advice that we get from the Bible is don't neglect sexual intimacy except for mutual consent for a time of prayer. That's the only reason why you should be avoiding this. Now, of course, there's health issues and things like that you may need to work through, but the spirit of it is this is very important for you to pursue. Um, So that would be the challenge of God would say you need to keep working on this, but it is normal to struggle. So even if the husband and wife kind of mutually say, yeah, we're okay with it sliding, you're saying you may be, but God's not, and you need to make this a more active discipline in your marriage? Absolutely. And the biology actually supports that. The biology shows, now that we understand more about the brain and sexual response, that if a couple is sexually intimate on a regular basis, the hormones that are produced in the brain bond that husband and wife together. Actually, in some ways, in a very healthy way, make you addicted to your spouse, where you can't wait to see them, you can't wait to be with them. You get a hormone in your body called oxytocin that makes them more pleasurable to you, like less offensive. It's the same hormone that a new mom gets when they have a baby because you need to love that baby no matter what happens. God has created sexual intimacy when it occurs regularly in the confines of a relationship to be a glue that continually draws a couple together. To neglect that is not only something that God says is a bad idea, it's what scientific research is saying is a bad idea. In your book, you talk about a couple. It almost sounds like what Bob was describing. Been married 10 years, had three kids, and we're going through a time of uh, sexual struggle, boredom. And that couple was you and your husband. Yes. (laughs) We had many years of boredom. And you know, one of the first steps I took was I dedicated three months. Lord, I'm going to pray about this area of my life, and I'm going to learn to enjoy it, and I'm going to learn to pursue it which was you know, just something that God gave me and challenged me with. I'm a very goal-oriented person, and when I set my mind on doing something, I put energy into it. I save time for it. I think about it. I pray about it. And that's what happened in this area of our marriage is I got serious about saying, God, you're not okay with where we are. I'm not okay with where we are. I'm going to devote myself to to helping change that. Did you tell Mike you were going to do that? No, I didn't want the accountability. (laughs) I told him after. So what happened in that three-month period? (laughs) A lot happened. Uh, You know, I think 
I could see definite changes. Is, in is, just... is Mike where we could call him right now? <laughs> uh, he probably is. Let's get him yeah. on the phone and find out what happened. Really? Really? <laughs> You're serious? What I'm serious. <laughs> okay. You're good with this? Yeah, sure. All right. I don't know if he will be, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll find we'll out. Ask him honestly. I think our engineer, Keith, is uh, <laughs> punching up the phone number right now. Mike Slattery. Yes. It's Bob Lapine from Family Life Today. I'm here with Dennis Rainey and your wife, who I I, I heard her call you Swoo. Is that the is that <laughs> what what does that stand for? Swoo. Uh, I don't. There's not a real actual acronym or whatnot. It was just uh, a song we made up way back when. Sweetie Swoo. And uh, so we just kind of stuck after that. So. <laughs> just stuck. Well, that's nice. So, uh, Mike, I, I just turned to Julie and I said, so you prayed about your intimacy with your husband for three months. Mm-hmm. And I asked her, I said, so did you tell Mike? And she said, no, I didn't want the accountability. <laughs> and we were starting to ask her and then we thought, no, let's just call Mike. What did you think about what was happening, Mike? You know, I think anytime you you go back to God for anything, be it a budget, be it parenting, be it physical intimacy, you're never going to go wrong. You know, as Christians, we that's what we subscribe to. That God has all the answers, and um, any area of our life is open to to prayer with that. And I think um, the world kind of guides us away from that, but I think that's the best thing to do. And Julie has been a great example of doing that. She lives what she says. She does it. She prays about it, and we're very open with our communication, which is which has been great. When did it dawn on you, and how did it dawn on you that this was an area that your wife was beginning to pray about, this whole issue of intimacy and marriage, and that God was at work? Um, It's funny when you say that, because you kind of take a step back, and um, if you knew Julie and you myself are very, very conservative, very private people, and if you even brought up the topic, uh, anything of sexual nature, Julie would get red-faced. You know, this is not her. We've seen the blush, okay? <laughs> yeah. We're being Absolutely. kind. I want you to know we're being kind to your wife, but we've seen there her blush. Go. Thank you. Um, so, you know, God has a great way of saying, hey, I'm going to use you for this. And um, you don't necessarily always volunteer for things that God wants you to do. And, and this would definitely enjoy fall into that category. So, it, you know, it, it, it's one of those things where it's just, you know, being very open. We have a group that we, we go through, a study group, a small uh, young marriage that we go through, we talk with. Remember, we met last night, and obviously Julie wasn't there because she's there. But that being said, it's just, you know, it's talking through, saying, hey, here's, here's what we're going through, here's what we're working on. And we're asking God and challenging guys, hey, pray before you guys connect with your wives. You know, let's bring God into this. And it's hard. You know, we're all human. We all have stresses and struggles that we deal with, but it's really taking that purposeful, that time. I think God really honors that. And when we're going to invite him into our lives in any area, as I mentioned before, it, it works really well. So I'm not going to answer your question. I apologize. And <laughs> well, so, but you do remember there being some adjustment in your marriage, a turnaround that was taking place in the area of intimacy? Well, if, if I can maybe just tell a story to kind of prompt um, the memory of what was happening this was probably a good 10 years ago, Mike, um, before I started Authentic Intimacy. And I would have my quiet time in the evening. And as any young mom knows, like the evening is your time where you put the kids to bed. You don't want to be bothered. You have your tea and your Bible or books or whatever. So I would have my quiet time and just be asking God, you know, would you show me how to draw closer to you and how to love you? And during that period of time of beginning to pray about this, the Lord would be, you begin speaking to me, if you want to love me, 
and then go up and just initiate with your husband. And there are a few times, Mike, and that's become more frequent now, where I'll be doing my quiet time, whether it's in the morning or evening, and that's the word that the Lord will give me is, you know, this is a way that you honor me. So I don't know if that kind of jogs your memory at all. Yeah, no, it does. Thank you. I didn't know we were being that specific, but <laughs> yeah, basically, I remember there was one time where Jules was, you know, her routine typically on Saturday, if we're not swimming, um, we'll go and Jules will get up, she'll go down and do her quiet time, that's kind of her normal routine, Monday through Sunday, uh, and she'll do that. And if it's like on a weekend, I'm not going to work or jump into the gym, you know, I'll, I'll kind of stay in bed and kind of let her do that because I say, hey, that's your time with God, I never want to encroach on that. And there was time where I was praying about it, and uh, I was doing my quiet time, and she's doing her quiet time, and uh, we were both praying about the same thing. And then Julie came up, and uh, we were kind of share that together, like, well, were you praying about this? And I was praying about this, like, I guess God heard us. So, <laughs> um, so that was that was really that was very special. Well, I think your your story is bringing a lot of hope and help, practically speaking, to uh, husbands and wives who may be in a rut, who may need. Sure. God to kind of jolt them out of the routine and uh, add a little zest and romance and spice. Uh, I think there's a reason why. There's a whole book in the Bible dedicated to this dimension of the marriage relationship, and it's not a boring book. It's a pretty exciting book. You're a good sport, Mike. Thanks for uh, letting us interrupt your day and uh, and just authenticate what your wife has been sharing with us here. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you guys for getting the message out because um, you know, Julie's been doing this for the last several years, and when she was you know, focused and, and really feeling God was pulling her away, you know, we prayed about it. And uh, I said, as long as you're sure this is what God wants you to do, I'm 100% behind you. And uh, it's been a great journey. And, you know, the main thing is we are all used by God. You know, whatever God wants us to do, whatever path He chooses for us, you need to be faithful and diligent. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be uh, fun. Uh, but uh, He'll definitely take care of us in the long run. So, anyway, well, thanks thanks for all what you guys do. Really appreciate your ministry. Well, I appreciate your courage, too. Uh, the easiest thing to do is nothing. Mm. Sure. The easiest thing to say if you're a very private person is nothing. And in the process, there's a lot of folks, uh, again, who have received some help and hope as a result of you guys being honest about your own marriage. And uh, pray God's favor on you and in your uh, pursuit and your vocation, but also in your family. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. God bless, God bless all of you. You, all right, right, you want to say goodbye to your husband? Yeah. I love you, hun. Thanks for being a good hey, sport. Love you, baby doll. Look all forward right. to seeing you tonight, baby. Me too. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they could see uh, Julie's grin, Bob. <laughs> you know, I think they could hear Julie's grin. <laughs> in, uh, in, as she said goodbye to her husband. You've been married how many years? 22 years. And you're looking forward to seeing him tonight. Yeah, of course I am. He's my best friend. And if your marriage had been on the trajectory, if, if it had remained on the trajectory that it was on, if you hadn't, 10, 12 years ago, had this kind of three months before the Lord, where do you think you'd be today? Not where we are, because I had all the education I needed as a clinical psychologist. I worked with couples on marriage issues and sexual issues, but never really understood the power of inviting God and the power of bringing sexuality under His Lordship, because I'd never heard that before. Mm -hmm. And when you invite God into any sphere of your life, he's going to 
confront you on things that are difficult, yes, but he's going to provide hope and healing in ways that you didn't know you needed. You're a uh, clinical psychologist. I'd like you to give your best counsel to uh, men about understanding their wives. I guess the analogy that I like to use regarding sexuality, and this is because I'm a mom of three boys, is I like to talk about Legos. That if you, on your honeymoon, you think that you're going to open up this great gift that's going to be complete, you'll be really disappointed. And that's the truth with Legos. If you go to the store and buy a package of Legos and you see this beautiful thing on the outside or this cool Batmobile or whatever it is, and you open it up, you're disappointed. And I would encourage men that God has given you a gift of building something together that at first isn't going to make any sense. But that's part of the design, that he's challenging you to learn to love and to build and to sacrifice. Your wife may take years. I'm going to say your wife may take decades to really understand sexually and emotionally and spiritually. She doesn't understand herself. But God's challenge to you is to continue to build, continue to pursue, ask God for wisdom, have a sensitive heart. And this is the other thing I think we pass right over. In Ephesians chapter 5, Paul writes specifically to husbands, and he says to love your wives as Christ loved the church and laid himself down for her. But then it says that he washed the church with, with the word, presenting her as a spotless bride. Part of what Paul is saying to you as a husband is, are you protecting the purity of your wife so that you can present her as a spotless bride? Don't bring anything into your mind or your bedroom that would defile your wife. Mm -hmm. Make that a safe place emotionally and spiritually. And I would add one other thing, too. If you think you're going to trade in this box of Legos for a better box Mm -hmm. that's all put together perfectly, it's a lie. Yeah. It's a lie. Mm -hmm. The box God has given you is the one you need to keep your covenant with Keep building into and stay the course. Don't quit. Okay, Julie, now I want you to take the women underneath your arm and just counsel them. What would you say to them about their relationship with their husband? Well, I would say don't underestimate the power of sexuality. And that so often we think of power as a bad thing. But I see that God has given a wife naturally tremendous power in marriage around the issue of her body and sexuality. And because we're not always open and honest about that being a powerful tool that God has given, we don't use that power well. We either neglect it, uh, we don't prioritize it, or we use it in a manipulative way. But if you can say, oh man, God has given me a place of power in my husband's life that I'm jealous of. I don't want any other woman on the planet to have Mm -hmm. this power with my husband. I want to learn to use it effectively to capture his heart, uh, to share something with him that no one else gets to share with him. That's going to take work to pursue. And I've shared in my own testimony how it's taken work, but it is so worth it. I want to ask you about that power because... We've seen husbands and wives get pulled outside of the marriage covenant because another woman uses that power with a married man or because a married man pursues a married woman. When a couple takes sexuality outside of their marriage, when they when they give up on what ought to be going on at home or when they just supplement it with an affair— What's really going on in the heart of the husband or the heart of the wife in pursuing that infidelity in the first place? 
Well, there can be lots of things going on, but I think a profound thing is they've never really understood the concept of covenant, that sexuality is mm. all about covenant. Mm-hmm. And the reason that God says it's reserved for marriage is because there's this lifelong promise or covenant. And if you take it outside of that, you're destroying something so spiritual and special that recovering from that is tremendously difficult. Um, so first there's that discounting of the covenant, but also pretty much with every situation where there's an emotional or sexual affair, you can kind of do the forensics on that relationship. And the couple can begin to tell you, this is when we started drifting apart, whether it was when she got busy with the kids or uh, she put on weight and didn't feel sexy anymore, or you know, he got so pulled into his career that he stopped spending time with her. And I know you two work on marriages so much that you've seen this, that affairs don't begin with that relationship of being sexually unfaithful, they begin when you get seeds planted in your mind that someone else can love me more than this person loves me. It's an emotional connection. Absolutely. Not a physical connection, but it grows into that. Yes. And I think what uh, what our listeners need to know that if your relationship is teetering toward an emotional affair, the advice is you got to extinguish the chemical reaction now. Mm-hmm. You got to take the number out of your cell phone. You got to completely sever the relationship if it means changing places of work because of the temptation. Mm. You have to protect your marriage and your family, your children, your legacy. I mean, this is really, really important what we're talking about here. And I so agree with your advice protect your covenant at all costs. Well, and I think you made a good point. You might just pull back and analyze. What is it that I'm most attracted to here? What, because that will help you identify something that's been lacking, some longing that's an unmet longing that was designed for marriage that may not be happening in marriage. And then sit down with your husband or your wife and say, you know, there's an, there's an area in my heart that I've just felt lonely in or I've felt lacking an area where we can can we work on this together and can we try to grow this together rather than saying well, I'm just going to go find it somewhere else because mm-hmm. it's poison fruit outside the the marriage covenant. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I encourage you to do is just honestly ask the Lord and even to share with a mentor and ask what lies am I believing? Because the enemy works in lies, and he will convince you that you're going to be happier with someone else, or some other guy's going to understand you more than your husband does, or that God can't rekindle and restore your relationship with your husband or wife. You need to confront those lies with truth. You're not going to trade in this box of Legos and find another box Hmm. that's perfectly put together exactly the way you want it. You're still going to be dealing with your selfishness. You're going to be dealing with another person's selfishness. And then you're going to be dealing with the debris of a broken marriage, a broken family. That's not a recipe for success in marriage, family, or in life. And Julie, I just want you to know I'm really proud of you for uh, stepping out in faith and uh, beginning this new ministry called Authentic Intimacy. I know that you didn't have to go try this, go do this, but I think it's a much-needed area in our country, and I hope that uh, our listeners will get a copy of your book, and I hope they'll use it to talk with their sons, their daughters, whether they are still yet at home or as adult children. 
about this important area and dimension of the marriage relationship. Yeah, some of them are going to want to subscribe to your podcast, and they can do that. In fact, we've got instructions on our website if you want to find out more about what Julie is doing in the Java with Julie podcast. Uh, you can download it. There's information available when you go to familylifetoday.com. And in case you didn't notice, it's the Java with Julie with a little mocha, a little chocolate, a little whipped cream. There's there's some spice some hazelnut. Attached. There's some hazelnut in there. That, we'll stop right there. <laughs> go to familylifetoday.com, and uh, you can download the podcast. You can also order a copy of Julie's book, 25 Questions You're Afraid to Ask About Love, Sex, and Intimacy. Again, the website is familylifetoday.com, or you can order the book when you call us toll-free at 1-800-FL-TODAY, 1-800-358-6329. You know, we mentioned this last week. We've had a lot of our listeners who have started using the 10 family devotions that we put together that are available on the Family Life app on your smartphone or your device. These devotions are designed to help us as families keep our hearts and minds focused on Christ in the middle of what can be unstable times. You can find the devotions if you have the Family Life app on your smartphone or device. Just pull it up and click where it says Help and Hope. Or you can download the uh, devotions as a PDF document from our website at familylifetoday.com. We hope you'll do that, and we hope you'll find the devotions helpful as you shepherd your family and seek to keep your eyes fixed on the one who is the author and finisher of our faith. Now, we got a couple of uh, couples who are celebrating anniversaries today. First, Ralph and Jean Carlson, who live in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, and who listened to KTIS, 42 years of marriage today. And then in Columbus, Ohio, Brian and Michelle Livingston, uh, they listened to WRFD, and they've been married six years today. We've been celebrating anniversaries all this year because 2016 is Family Life's 40th anniversary, and we thought the best way to celebrate 40 years of ministry is to just reflect on all of the marriages that are still together, in part because of how God has used family life in the lives of so many couples who listen to this program. If you can make a donation today, we'd love to say thank you by sending you a banner that Barbara Rainey has created for the home that declares your home as an embassy of the kingdom of heaven. It's our thank you gift when you make a donation online at familylifetoday.com, or you can request the banner when you call 1-800-FL-TODAY to donate, or when you mail your donation to Family Life Today at Box 7111, Little Rock, Arkansas, and our zip code is 72223. Now, tomorrow, our friend Stephen Curtis Chapman is going to stop by, and we're going to visit with him Hope you can be here for that. I want to thank our engineer today, Keith Lynch, along with our entire broadcast production team. On behalf of our host, Dennis Rainey, I'm Bob Lapine. We'll see you back next time for another edition of Family Life Today. Family Life Today is a production of Family Life of Little Rock, Arkansas. Help for today. Hope for tomorrow.